It's time for Michigan's retirement coach, Mike Douglas. I'm Heather Branch here with Mike as we talk about the things you can be working on now, all in effort to better prepare for your financial future. You have worked long and hard to get to your retirement. You deserve for these years to be good and happy ones. And having the financial plan in place is what's going to ensure that that happens, that you continue living this life that you have worked so hard to get to. So Mike and his team are here to help with individualized plans catered to you and your goals. Lifeplanwealth.com is where you can go to start your conversation with Mike and his team. Of course, we have links posted in the show notes as well, or find us anytime at lifeplanwealth.com. It is the Christmas season. In my house, there is about five Christmas movies that are on heavy rotation. And my husband, he gets real annoyed by about December 8th, where we, yes, December 6th today. About December 8th, he looks at me and I'm like, what can I watch tonight? It's not what do you want to watch? What can I watch? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love Actually, The Grinch, Little Women's a good one. He's over it. But he, I don't love Die, the movies Die that Hard. he likes. Die Hard does not count. Don't start with the Die Hard Christmas movie garbage. <laughs> Is it a Christmas movie? Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Home Alone today. And do you oh, watch, yeah. do you guys, what Christmas movies do you watch? So here's the thing about Home Alone. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Oh, you haven't? But every Christmas I see spots of it. And yeah. I'm always like, oh my gosh, we need, we need to watch, watch it again. It. It's so good. I just don't want to educate my kids too young on stuff they can do. Because that movie is a, Gives you a lot of ideas. mess with your parents' guide got for life. Three sons. This movie has lots of ideas for young kids. You're right. And okay. we already are a pranking family. Like we, oh, no. something I instituted when they were very young because I thought it was funny was jumping out and scaring people. Yeah. So like when my when Gavin was like four and five years old, I would sit there and wait, and I would just and then he'd walk by and I'd jump out and scare him. He'd freak out. And so now we all do it, top to bottom. Me, Kimberly, all the way kids down to Emmy. We will wait and creep to scare someone if we hear someone walking in. And I can't avoid it. Like, it'll be late at night. I'll you've go created, out to the kitchen. You've created Kimberly goes to the laundry house. room. And I just know that she's walking back. And so I'll just go stand by this door and just wait. You've created and it's your like, own monster I'm house. I'm 40. I should be over this. But yep. I can't stop doing it. And then I get annoyed at my kids when they scare me. And they're like, well, this is this, this is, your is your idea. Thing. You this created your it. Thing. So now to think that I'm going to put all these toys out there, like show my kids how to jerry-rig my house and booby-trap it, it doesn't Maybe seem like Maybe they could learn how to be uh, self-sufficient, though, because as we all know that watched the movie, he went on to take care of himself while everybody was out of town at the ripe age of eight years old. Yes. Uh, let's first talk about how Home Alone, it's 33 years old. It came out 33 years ago. Hurts my heart. Many memorable scenes we could sit here and quote. One in particular is when he had to take himself grocery shopping. And mm-hmm. here is that moment of Kevin at the grocery store. Are those microwave dinners any good? I don't know. I'll give him a whirl. Hold on, I got a coupon for that. It was in the paper this morning. Are you here all by yourself? Ma'am, I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. When was the last time you clipped a coupon? And I remember I have visuals of my mom like opening up the wallet and like taking out the. I don't get newspapers anymore. So. Yeah, we still get some uh, local magazines delivered and they still have coupons coupons in them. them. Yes, the local local publications do. 
and my kids for a while were starting to clip them like, oh, well, this subway or this Mancino's or whatever. So we would yeah. do that. And then we'd okay. get there and they sell, you know, the coupon, it's fine. It's actually just a sale price. And then my kids lost faith in the whole coupon. You can system. go into the store and say, hey, I saw this coupon. Will you honor it? And a lot of times they'll do that because they're, yeah. I guess they're not, it's a nod to the fact that the marketing is working. So no more recipe card boxes with files separating your coupons. None of that stuff. Just anymore. walk in the now store and say, just- I, I had a coupon. Can you honor it? They probably will give it to you. Yeah, what? I'd like the okay. 10% discount today. So, <laughs> so thinking about how financial finances have changed from coupon clipping to everything else we can talk about. We talk about how all the old financial rules that a lot of people still apply to from the 90s, like the 60-40 model, the 4% rule. What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in your career as far as financial perspective and retirement savings go? I think that one of the big issues, I can say issues, but a change, it's a cyclical thing people's confidence and where their fears come from. I think fear and instability financially and emotionally, it feels like it's at an all-time high. Now, I don't have a hundred-year perspective on rating fear. I can only look at the stock market. Mm -hmm. But man, oh man, so many people are scared and afraid right now. And some of it's very justified. You know, There's a lot of stuff to worry about and concern about, and that's not what we want to focus on during the Christmas season and during everything else going on. Mm -hmm. But that is something I've noticed a heavy trend in recently. Is that a lack of confidence in the government, lack of confidence in the stock market, in international affairs, all these things. And that's justified and a lack of peace for a lot of people, which is tough because it's mm-hmm. kind of the season where we we say those things. Right. We want joy to the world. We want, you know, uh, all these things. It's peace, Emmanuel, all these things that come with Christmas season. And so that's tough when you hear that. And we also know that the holidays are kind of tough for people, whether they're widows or different things. So as we've seen these trends through the year. I think back to 10 years ago, the market just was on such a crazy run that people were getting over the 2008. They weren't over it, but their portfolios had a, basically there, recovered. There was forgetfulness. There has been yeah. forgetfulness. Well, that's because people were when once you recover your losses yeah. and you start moving forward, you know, it's almost like, you know, obviously with Kimberly always talks about like when when she has a baby, I'm like after going through having a baby, why would you want to do it again? She goes, because there's these hormones that release and I forget all about it. Women and now forget it's just that about- your brain actually, there's been studies. I think they talk about how we forget pain over time. Yeah. You can remember situations happening, but the physical pain, a lot of times you'll, if you think back, you'll, you will have a hard time remembering it. Yeah. And that's once your money is back positive, you don't think so much. Now, if you really dig deep into the feelings, you can find them, Yeah, but you really don't find them again until the market dips hard and you go, oh, there it is. You know, it's almost like a unresolved issue that a therapist reveals to you. Mm -hmm. Um, In the same way, it's like the market dips and you go, oh, why do I feel so sick? Oh, because I never actually processed 2008's crash. And so we have these cycles where in 2007, people were just forgetting the 2001-2003 crash. And then we got to the late teens and the market was going so well so long that people were invested like the market can never crash. Mm -hmm. And then in 2020, 33% 33% drop in 22 days. Then in 2022, a 30% drop up to eventually about a 20% drop. So we go through these cycles and it just feels like people are more on the fearful side right now because we're in the midst of one of those down cycles where the market tanked last year, went up this year, back down, then back up. So it's a lot of movements. And I think that that's one of the big issues dealing with retirees, dealing with people in their finances is where do I turn? Uh, we have it feels like more information than ever. And it is more information than ever. We have news at our fingertips. We're not in a 48 hour news cycle anymore. We're basically in a, you know, if something happens, we'll know within about three to five minutes for most people, 
right? Because it's just instantly there on your phone through Facebook, X, uh, Instagram, whatever that you follow, just different websites. It's all over. So now we have to find a way to process that stuff down and maintain our peace through it all because that's one of the things that people are lacking. When people come in, oftentimes they're just saying, I don't know. I can't do this anymore. I've managed it myself. I've done this myself. I just don't get it anymore, and I'm scared. And that's one of the problems I see right now. Okay, so fear, I would guess, is probably one of the biggest changes that you've seen that probably a lot of financial professionals have seen. There is fear now that there hasn't been before. Yeah, I have to imagine there's also probably... Not, not lack of awareness, not lack of education, because people are smart and aware. But for me, I think about with the things that we're all responsible for, I constantly, I'm like, I have no idea. There is a fear compounded with, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Where do, where do we begin? Where do we go? <laughs> yeah. We and, the, and the less you know, the quicker your fear compounds. Yep. Right. Yep. Because, you know, it, and the, the best example I can give is if my car starts shaking, I don't know where to look. Panic. I have no clue. And yeah. I'm just going to assume it's going to blow up, right? right? Like that's all I can come up with. Like It's shaking. This must be the warning sign that my car gives me that it's going to explode. We should all get out of the car on the side of the highway, uh-huh. right? And then it turns out I have a flat tire. Right. But it's like, as you go through it, you're like, oh my gosh, because I'm not a car guy. I don't understand cars. Like I, I really don't. And it's just a matter of since my lack of understanding, I drove. So here's an embarrassing story about my lack of car knowledge, okay. but we bought new tires on Kimberly Suburban a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a thousand bucks for these tires because that's what it costs back then. It costs more than that now. But we get these tires and then we drive to Delaware to visit my family. And the whole way there, it is just mm, humming real loud to the point where we were turning up the radio. And I'm like, man, these new tires are super loud. And I thought it was interesting, though, that when I would turn like on on curves, like on yeah. the Pennsylvania Turnpike, uh-huh. going up and down these hills at 70 miles an hour, that it got really quiet. And so I kind of laughed. I was like, well, if I could kind of just keep the car slowly going back and forth. Snaking your way to Maryland. It keeps it quiet. And I'm thinking maybe these new tires are just so, because they were snow tires type thing. And I said, maybe they're just so broad. This is so such an embarrassing story about how little I understand about stuff. Okay. That if I just keep moving like this through the lanes, it keeps it a little quieter because it did keep it quieter. And so I did that all the way to Delaware. And then we rode around Delaware for a week with my tires just doing this. And I'm like, man, when I get back, I'm going to get some different tires. These things are terrible. Okay. I go back and I swap them out. I'm like, guys, and I go to the tire place. These are super loud. They're like, they're rated really quiet. It's like, I'm telling you right now, they're super loud. I should have told them to drive my car, but I didn't. Instead, they said, well, there is a quieter tire, but the set of four is actually 1500 bucks. So you'd have to pay another $500. And I said, well, I can't ride around with it this loud. So let's do it. So I gave them another $500 and they put on another set of tires and I drive and it's slightly quieter, but it's loud and I'm losing it. I'm getting so frustrated and I'm like, there's no way $1,500 tires on a nice expensive car should be this loud. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so mad. I drive right to my brother-in-law's house and I said, you got to come in the car and figure out what this sound is with me. We pull out of his driveway and he has this maybe 200 yard stretch from his driveway to the main street. Okay. By the time we got to the main street, he said, your wheel bearings bad on your passenger side. And that's the entire noise. It's $300 to fix. And I was like, we haven't even turned on. I said, but don't worry. When I turn, it's going to get quiet. He goes, right. Cause it's a wheel bearing. And so we turned on and it was quiet. And then as soon as we hit the road, 
He goes, do this. And I, I just did a couple of things. He's like, yeah, it's 300 bucks. Your tires were fine. I'm, I'm sitting here listening. This happened to my husband last I year. His, his wheel bearing was bad and it was, and then when he would turn, it would stop. I'm listening to the story and I was thinking to myself, you've got that thing that my husband had wrong with this car. Yeah. And but you, you know what you can't to, did do? Did you have to pay for the first set of tires or was it still warranty and then they put the new set of tires on? It was just another 500. So all in all, but then the funny part is I had to also do $300 for a wheel bearing. So the $1,800 later is, well, and that's your lack of information and your lack of knowledge can lead you to make some bad decisions. And will end up costing you you more, right? Put yourself in a bad spot. The unknown is definitely scary. And it puts us in a position of lack of control and lack of power. And we don't want to be in that. So whenever it comes to finances, when it comes to your car, that's why when I go to my mechanic, I gladly just pull in and I say, take a look around. Tossing the keys as you're walking away. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you guys have a blank check. Just keep me safe because I have no ability to control it myself. Yeah. That's the way people feel about their finances. They get to a phase of life where they say, I just need a professional to run this thing and make sure that I'm safe and I keep golfing, going to Mexico, traveling, spend time with my grandkids, whatever it is. I just want to be able to hand off this responsibility and go about my life. And I think that that's one of the things that people love. And when we can help them get to that confidence and that place of peace, you sleep better. And then your lifespan is better and longer because you're healthier mentally. There's less anxiety about your finances. It's all good stuff. So um, on our website, lifeplanwealth.com, there's a button that says start your retirement roadmap today. If you click on that button, we will have a conversation. We'll sit down and drink coffee and just hear what you want life to look like, kind of do an analysis on where you sit and then figure out if you're on the right track and make sure that you're not about to fall into a bunch of traps, kind of referencing back to our initial home alone story, right? You're not, <laughs> you're not about to walk into all these issues, these uh-huh. booby traps that have been set for you. They're going to take you out. And so that's lifeplanwealth.com. Click on that button and we'll have the conversations. And also understanding all of these things that are now upon you to figure out and understand for your savings, for your investments, for your retirement, knowing that you don't have to figure all this out by yourself, I think is also a a big comfort blanket thing for, for a lot of folks. So again, if you have questions, give Mike and his team a buzz. They are here to help you out. Lifeplanwealth.com is where you can begin. We have links posted in the show notes or find us anytime at lifeplanwealth.com. Thanks for listening to Michigan's Retirement Coach with Mike Douglas. To learn more, visit lifeplanwealth.com. Michael Douglas is an investment advisor representative of Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Douglas is licensed in your state, please call 517-323-7526. Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael B. Douglas, NP. Number nine six five zero nine three nine.